Hey guys, popping in with a reminder to sign up for the GovHub newsletter. This weekly pop of politics is designed to share action items, resources, and quick links to civic engagement tools and topics directly to your inbox. Save it, share it, and sign up for a pinch of productive politics today by going to girlinthegov.com or visiting this episode's description. Welcome to Top Stories of the Week, presented by Girl on the Gov, the podcast. This exclusive bonus episode drops on Tuesdays and gives you the 411 on the need to know political news and tea. So, as always, we'll keep you updated. Welcome to Top Stories of the Week. We have some fresh new stories for you guys to run through. But we also have a really, really, really big announcement. Samantha, we tell everyone. Yes, duh, la duh, you know, the biz. We have officially launched our collection with social goods. And if you guys know, oh, we love social goods. It's been so long in the making. Like, we're just so excited. It's finally here. Like, it's beyond. And we played with so many different designs and fonts and concepts and like what types of products we were going to launch and figure out like what we were going to do here and what we what we went with I guess we should go for that right oh I'm being yelled at about the mic see guys <laughs> and no one's yelling first of all okay don't make me seem like I'm fucking um, elementary my manager <laughs> my manager Madison it's fine yeah guys we have some epic products and what's even better about it is that 25% of the proceeds go to Vote Forward, which is a really amazing nonprofit organization in the voting sphere. So our collection is all about voting and civic engagement and getting out the vote. That is really a part of the messaging, which makes sense because what is the phrase on this merchandise? Maddie, do you want to say? Friends don't let friends miss elections. There it is. There it is. Yes. And, and it's true, the- you guys. It couldn't be more true. And I feel like we've talked about in the past like week or two, like peer pressure and voting. And mm-hmm. I just feel like this is, you know, just a full manifestation moment. Now we have some merch to go along with it. So we're just really, really excited. So we have a trucker hat. We have a tote, which was high, highly demanded by the brand ambassadors, which we love. Mm-hmm. We have a pop socket, which I recently became a pop socket stan, and I'm so excited for this one because life changing for the phone and for oh just my efficiency. God, yeah. Just pop socket shout out alone, but like add on our really cute, you know, logo and phrase. What could be and better? You know why I'm really excited to be replacing my pop socket because you want to know where mine is from currently. A bar floor, floor. <laughs> floor bar. Oh, uh, a bar floor in the Hamptons last summer. A freebie. Yeah. And it wasn't opened. Wasn't opened. It was part of an event. That's quite the come up. Yes. And of course, we have some stickers. So we have a voting sticker because most voting stickers that the Board of Elections provide everybody are just not the cutest. So we actually made a cute one. Mm -hmm. Um, And this Friends Don't Miss Friends elections is all over all the products. So just, you know, pick which one you like. Get a few things. Gift them Ooh. to your, for your friends because not only are gifts nice, but you're also spreading a very, very important message, which is making sure your friends are ready for this election that's coming up. So 
we're just so excited. So yeah. go check out Social Goods. We'll obviously share the link as soon as we have it. So everybody stay tuned. I do want to make one more comment in terms of like the shopability of the collection. And what's awesome is with this like item set, you can really create like such a nice gift. Like you can get a tote bag mm -hmm. and then what comes inside with the pop socket and the hat and then the sticker set. And like it just feels like a really like not like a gift basket yeah but like a exactly like a cohesive mm -hmm. gift and even if it's like you're gifting yourself we love a treat yourself moment but like it's kind of like a set of things yeah. right like it's not you can do a la carte we love that too but like I think what's nice is you can you can mix yeah. and match with that type of thing we went with accessories this round so mm -hmm. we've done some merch shops before on our own we've done some crew necks and such but we're really excited to work with social goods because they're literally so amazing and do such a good job with their product and to be able to work with them was really exciting and obviously all for a good cause with a good message so go check it out we'll be linking everywhere once the link is up and live which hopefully should be today but we'll keep you posted before we get into our top stories we're gonna get into like the top story which is Puerto Rico and I don't know Sam can you run us through this story that's super important well there was a hurricane named Fiona not after the character in Shrek although I could see how that could get, justice for Fiona you know, yeah absolutely justice for Fiona also now we are really a Shrek stand podcast no like if I, I think am, how many times you've mentioned Shrek a lot Samantha I've watched Shrek and this is seriously not an exaggeration like hundreds of times in my life like I watched Shrek when I got my finger cut off when I was in third grade. <laughs> I've every trauma I've had, every trauma I've had, I watch Shrek. Every sickness I've had, I watch Shrek. Every hangover, it's just like my actual happy mm. and safe place. And it is a personality trait of mine, being a Shrek stan. Could not support more. Could not support more. So, but you're right. Anyways. This, yeah, we like, I, it, like this podcast wouldn't be, I wouldn't be a part of it if it wasn't a Shrek stan podcast. And I'm just really grateful that we have you know, made this our brand. Mm -hmm. Everyone always asks us, like, how did you guys, like, you know, bond? And obviously How did you know Shrek. this was meant to be? <laughs> <laughs> well, Shrek. Uh, there it is. Well, anyways, moving away from our Shrek obsession, let's talk about Puerto Rico. So there was a hurricane, Hurricane Fiona, and it took out the entire electricity supply. So literally no power on the entire island. So it left behind also landslides and widespread flooding as it headed west to the Dominican Republic or the DR with conditions too dangerous to make immediate repairs, which just yikes. Heavy rain is expected to continue to batter Puerto Rico. So just because the hurricane is not over the island exactly doesn't mean this song and dance is over. So in kind of a contrast to his, I don't know, his former, what, what, what do you call it? The former mm, guy. Yeah. I was about his, to say his um, former, but it's not his. That's predecessor. In addition to the complete power outage for the 3.3 million people living on the island, some health centers running on generators were also impacted. Electrical systems in San Juan's hospital complex have since been restored, the health secretary said, so some progress there. In some areas, it'll take days for the power to be reconnected, the operator of the island's grid, Luma Energy, said. So there are lots of things happening here. We will see where this aid and such progresses over the yeah. you know the coming days but per oh my god i cannot speak but puerto rico obviously 
needs our help. I did see a really interesting, not even interesting, just like on point roundup. We'll post it because I am blanking on what account that I found it, but it was making like such the valid point of the fact that there is more press coverage of the Queen's funeral than of the fact that Puerto Rico, which is a part of the United States and its residents are U.S. citizens, like that is getting more press coverage than what's happening in Puerto Rico. So, yeah, I feel like this is like a classic, the classic song and dance. Puerto Rico has been struggling with this climate crisis, and I don't think that there is enough resources, enough coverage on Puerto Rico and its needs ever. So it's unfortunate, but we will definitely be keeping everyone updated on this and also sharing resources and action items as as soon as we get them and find them. We'll put them on Instagram and to make sure continuing the conversation and getting help to Puerto Rico asap but yep anyways moving on to our next story recession exciting stuff and before we even get into the story i will also plug our inflation and recession episode with delano which was super super helpful so that was from a few weeks ago we will we'll link it in the episode description for this just so you guys can can go check it out because it's super just informative like literally we ask what is inflation so Hopefully that that's helpful for people. I literally was about to be like, oh, where's Solano when we need him? And there you are. There it is. There's the plug. Well, he's, he, yeah, he's always there when we need him and we love him for that. So go listen to that episode. But basically this week, Congress is in session still, so that hasn't changed. And they're facing some decisions this week on permitting reform in government funding. Again, like Sam said, Biden right now is at the Queen's funeral and then heads to New York for the UN General Assembly. But basically, like a big story this week is regarding the US economy and the Federal Reserve and a potential another interest rate jump. So the Federal Open Market Committee meets on Tuesday and Wednesday. Central bankers are expected to approve an interest rate increase of at least 75 basis points. Federal Reserve Chair Jay Powell will likely signal at his Wednesday press conference that more big rate increases are coming until inflation, which has remained at a four-decade high despite lower gas prices before inflation. So until inflation cools down, they expect more rate increases. So these rate hikes are starting to hit the housing market as mortgages top 6% for the first time since 2008, as well as spilling over to other sectors. And so the big problem here is that the Fed is risking a recession, perhaps a deep one, in order to bring inflation into line with its mandates. And so other central banks are following the Fed's path, risking a wider slowdown. And so Biden and senior administration officials have been careful to acknowledge the pain being felt by average Americans due to all these soaring prices, which, yeah. (laughs) And the president's answer to Scott Pelley on Sunday's CBS 60 Minutes interview, which happened last night, there are some sound bites that are interesting, and Joe Biden addresses this. Samantha, do you want to maybe play like a, should we play script? (laughs) Let's do it. Oh my God, this is, we're role playing. We're that's, this is, wait, speaking of, you know what I found the other day? of like all things so random so I found this like old album of pics didn't even know I had had this anywhere and I always refer to this random story like my one time on stage well like in an acting sense and my big role as like the newspaper boy in this camp play and like my one line was like something along the lines of like read all about it there's a picture of it I have a picture of me on stage being wait please post it on our Instagram 
Oh, I will. Our top stories episode with no context. <laughs> I had I was in like a few random plays. Like I forever, I probably still do like have legitimate stage fright. And I I was like a frog. Like I was literally like, so... like I was not an important role. I maybe had to say one word and be on stage for 20 seconds. And it was the scariest moment of my life. Like just, oh, I'll, I'll frog. never forget. That's so cute. Yeah, I had to choose like frog. Okay, well, I'm glad that, you know, that wasn't our true calling, but we are going to experiment with it just a little bit right now. Do you want to, which one do you want to be? I was going to ask you the same question. Wow. I don't know this guy, Scott Pelley. I don't think. Me neither. I know. But I mean, it doesn't matter. But like, do you think you have a good Biden impression? My only like male voice would be like. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, what would my voice even be? Like, wait, let me try and read it. Mr. President, like that's that's a um, and then well, first of all, like that's okay. How about we just we just read it in our own voices, and just so people can experience yeah. the exchange of words. I don't I don't okay. even think this is like tea filled or anything, but this is just like what We're Joe just Biden said it. about inflation. You guys, okay, here we are. I'll start. Okay, Mr. President, as you know, last Tuesday the annual inflation rate came in at eight point three percent. The stock market nosedived. People are shocked by their grocery bills. What can you do better and faster? Well, first of all, let's put this into perspective. The inflation rate month to month was just just an inch, hardly at all. You're not arguing that 8.3% is good news. No, I'm not saying it's good news, but it was 8.2% or 8.2% before. You're making it sound like all of a sudden, my God, it went to 8.2%. It's the highest inflation rate, Mr. President, in 40 years. I got that. But guess what we are? We're in a position where for the last several months, it hasn't spiked. It has just barely. It's been basically even. And in the meantime, we created all these jobs. And the prices have gone up. But they've come down for energy. The fact is that we've created 10 million new jobs since we came to office. We're in a situation where the unemployment rate is about 3.7%, one of the lowest in history. We're in a situation where manufacturing is coming back to the U.S. in a big way. And look down the road, we have a massive investment being made in computer chips and employment. So look, this is a process. This is a process. Yeah, that was a real mixture of like, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) There's some more voices in there for us. You really switched it up on everybody at the end. But analysis for that: Biden is optimistic that the country can avoid a recession despite the Fed's aggressive anti-inflation stance. This isn't a view held by every Democrat, Senator Warren for example. But Biden and other top administration officials have continued to press this line as it becomes clear the U.S. economy is nearing some kind of tipping point. Biden sounded a little more upbeat than Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen did last weekend and seen. Sir, with the Federal Reserve rapidly raising interest rates, what can you do to prevent a recession? Continue to grow the economy. And we're growing the economy. It's growing in a way that it hasn't in years and years. He sounds like a Trump. Oi. It's um, true. And scene. So basically the big question is how long can this continue with rising interest rates, high inflation, slowing home sales, China and Europe both wobbling and a Wall Street and Wall Street is in a funk. And so what does this mean for the midterms? Biden and the Democrats have seen a resurgence in the polls in recent months, which we've highlighted a few times on this show. And a dramatic economic slowdown would provide New, new material for Republicans um, on top of the problems at the U.S.-Mexico border, which is a big GOP talking point at the moment, and crime. 
And so there are some other Biden quotes from the 60 Minute interview worth flagging. He also said something about running for re-election in 2024. But Mm. Biden also declared, quote, the pandemic was over, which likely came as a surprise to other administration officials and Hill Democrats, especially those who've just had COVID. This came in response to a question about his attendance at the Detroit Auto Show last week that was held for the first time since 2019. So Biden said, the pandemic is over. We still have a problem with COVID. We're doing a lot of work on it, but the pandemic is over. If you notice, no one's wearing masks. Everyone seems to be in pretty good shape. And so I think it's changing, and I think this is a perfect example of it. So interesting there. I think people have different thoughts on that. This is saying, you know, 450 Americans are still dying daily. There are tens of thousands of new infections reported. And the White House requested more than $22 billion in emergency COVID prep funding just a few weeks ago. And then Republicans have rejected this request. Doesn't seem likely to make it into the short-term funding bill that's being hashed out on the Hill right now. But Biden's comments, however, could make that a lot easier for GOP negotiations, which is interesting. That is interesting. I also, I wonder, this is not even like, I'm not trying to play like defensive Biden, but just like perspective-wise, like I kind of read his quote is like the mass pandemic response is over not like the Mm. pandemic as in like all of a sudden it's gone yeah i think that's right yeah i mean i would share that sentiment honestly like a global pandemic like yeah that's that's kind of past i feel like we're imagine how different life is right now than it was two years ago so i think that's a fair analysis but Nonetheless, again, just another plug, we answer what is inflation, what is recession on our episode with Delano that we'll link in the episode description. So it's just, again, a really good explainer on all of this because me and Sam are, are no, you know, numbers gals and not quite, you know, the economic gals that we, we wish to be. And so he explains everything to us really well. So go listen to that. Yeah. But next story. Okay. Next story. Wow, I just made that sound so cheery for a story that's not cheery. Anyways, might be. A state lawmaker representing Martha's Vineyard has called for a federal investigation into Florida Governor's Ron DeSantis. What was our nickname for him again? Dick Santis? Dick Santis. Right, right, right. Okay, so, let me re-read still need that. some workshopping, but like we're not mad at it. Yeah, yeah, ex- I, I totally agree with that. Okay, so has called for a federal investigation into Dick Santis's relocation of migrants to the island last week. Yeah, that, that felt better. Mm. That really just... Okay. Anyways, Massachusetts State Rep Dylan Fernandez, who's a Democrat, has repeatedly attacked Dick Santis for chartering two planes to transport the migrants. He made this request on Sunday about this investigation. He said, we are requesting that the Department of Justice open an investigation to hold DeSantis and others accountable for these inhumane acts. Not only is it morally criminal, there are illegal implications around fraud, kidnapping, deprivation of liberty, and human trafficking. Fernandez said he has spoken with U.S. Attorney Rachel Rollins, adding that she was pushing for Justice Department response. For background, two flights with nearly 50 migrants on Wednesday landed on Martha's Vineyard, an island known for its popularity as a vacation spot for the wealthy. The migrants have since been moved to Joint Base Cape Cod. Now, for DeSantis's, a.k.a. Dick Santis's little response. Maddie, do you want to read that? Oh, sure. Wait. <laughs> no, I have to read what a joy. <laughs> He said they already bust them out. They're gone. They said, we want everyone. No one's illegal. And they're gone within 48 hours. Interesting, Dick Santis. <laughs> That's the theme of this episode. Like ready for Broadway. Wait. Uh, hmm. Hmm. 
No, I'm not. I have stage fright, remember? Okay, right, 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 right. I And I have dementia, so there it is. Okay. <laughs> the flights raised questions as to how the migrants came to believe boarding the planes was their best option. Local officials have suggested the migrants were misled. The relocations were the latest example of Republican governors busing and flying migrants to Democrat-run cities. The governors argued that the relocations provide relief to border communities overwhelmed by Biden's immigration policies and that they want to raise awareness for immigration policy changes in Washington. You know, there's nothing like kidnapping and trafficking people to do that. Just nothing. Yeah. Oh, it's wow. It's just so out of touch. I literally can't. The amount of things you can do to advocate for, you know, immigration reform are endless. And there are humane ways to do this. People are yeah. doing it actually all the time, you know, advocating so for immigration funny. reform by without having to like human traffic people across the country. But you know what like really kills me with this too is like the fact that I feel like one of the main Republican Fox News talking points is human trafficking and sex trafficking. Totally. And don't get me wrong, that's obviously a huge issue and that needs to be contended with. But that is one of their big things. They try and connect it to every freaking political issue. And then here you mm-hmm. are literally trafficking people. Like, what? And then here you are with, like, Matt Gates in your party. Anyways, let's I, – I don't even want to go down Gatesgate because that's a whole <laughs> rabbit hole. Yeah, I know. That, that might be the one creative thing I thought of all day. But regardless of that – let's talk about some responses. So while we're exploring to protect our clients' rights in immigration proceedings and exploring remedies for civil rights violations, we also strongly believe that criminal laws were broken by the perpetrators of this stunt, the group wrote in letters to Rollins and Massachusetts Attorney General. We therefore ask that you open a criminal investigation into this matter. The letters continued. DeSantis is one of three Republican governors who have relocated migrants in recent months. Texas Governor Greg Abbott, a.k.a. Ward Farquaad, has bused thousands of migrants to D.C., New York City and Chicago in recent months. And Arizona Doug Ducey, Governor Doug Ducey, has sent nearly 2,000 migrants to D.C. There needs to be something that we do with that name as well. I feel like it, it kind of... Mm. It does itself it, a little bit. It kind of does itself. Deucey. Deuce. Mm. Deuce means duty. Doug duty. Which, <laughs> Doug duty. Oh, wait, that's actually hilarious. And yeah. I don't even like that type of joke. So if I you think don't like it's poop funny. jokes. Oh, no. No. Can you tell I did not, like, grow up with a brother? Like... I didn't grow up with a brother, but my father, it's, like, his favorite type of humor. So oh, it's just... it's That's fair. We, but, we have very, like, Three Stooges humor. Like, Three Stooges were, like, very, like, slapstick. Mm. But, like, any of, like, the potty humor stuff, if I wanted to get murdered by my mother, that mm. would have been, mm, you know. So no, I liked being alive. So I, I chose that. <laughs> and then my taste followed. So here we are. Okay. Well... Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Next story is some legislation news. So like we have said, Senate 
House are back in session and coming out of Congress, out of the House, we have the Electoral Count Act that has been introduced by Rep. Zoe Lofgren, Democrat of California, and Liz Cheney, Republican of Wyoming. Both members of the House January 6th Select Committee will introduce legislation this week to reform the Electoral Count Act, an 1887 law that outlines how electoral votes are cast and counted following presidential elections. So the legislation has been highly anticipated since the panel began its work investigating January 6th, but the details on the bill have not yet been released. So this bipartisan duo said they will introduce reforms this week, and House Majority Leader Steiny Hauer, Hoyer, <laughs> I mean, who's a Democrat from Maryland, right? Yep. <laughs> okay. So the lower chamber, quote, may also consider the legislation in, in the coming days. So Lofgren and Cheney announced in an op-ed published in the Wall Street Journal on Sunday that they will propose their reforms to the Electoral Count Act this week, capping off months of speculation regarding the January 6th panel's plan to revise the 135-year-old law. She's old. And so... The law outlines the procedure for casting and counting electoral college votes as part of the presidential election process. Former President Trump and those close to him attempted to use the arcane statute to block the certification of the 2020 election. In their Sunday op-ed, they said that they proposed reforms to, quote, protect the rule of law and ensure that the future efforts to attack the integrity of the presidential election can't succeed. So the pair said their proposal is based on four principles. Two being affirming that the vice president does not have the authority to reject or delay the counting of electoral slates from a presidential election, a.k.a. what Trump thought Pence could do for him, and raising the threshold for objecting to a state's electors from one House lawmaker and senator to one third of both chambers. So interesting piece of legislation coming coming on this week that again has been pretty anticipated given the january 6th panel and that investigation that liz cheney really just took on for, for the country i'm so glad to also see some legislation coming out of it we'll see what happens yeah she really has been like the figurehead of it like obviously other people on the panel all playing important parts but like i feel like she's really been the symbolic like yeah i'm interested too to see the moves she makes now that she's you know, not returning. Mm. I look, I I think she will run for something else. I forget where this article is from. It was honestly at least like a month and a half ago. It was around when she lost the primary. And the article was talking about the dynamics between her and McCarthy and how basically like they both have like you know had the eye on like being majority leader and that was like one of her career goals and aspirations and she'd actually been offered to like or kind of been pointed in the direction of winning or running for senate which in her state would be kind of like a shoe and win and was like no 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 i want to keep running congress and have this you know role of majority leader so i just think it's interesting that like he especially has been like a in trump's back pocket like just hanging hanging in his back pocket mm-hmm. and b as a result like two has been fundraising against her hence part of i mean that was a huge part of like her primary loss so i yeah. think that is like a quiet a quiet rivalry in terms of external i'm curious like with our like deep politicos think of like their dynamic but i just don't think like she's a look. She's a career politician. It ain't over. Like it's mm-hmm. not. She's just gonna totally. go in a different direction. What that direction is, we 
Oh, we will see. But we have to talk about another career politician. One mm-hmm. that we we hate. That has also, mm-hmm. I, I think, tarnished the name of graham crackers everywhere. <laughs> Justice for graham crackers. <laughs> <laughs> the fight of our lives. Yeah. Yeah, it's a thing. Anyways, like 15 grams. Oh, I, okay. Best Teddy Grahams are the little chocolate chip ones, hands down. So good. I haven't so had those good. since I was actually in elementary school, I think, but same. Good shit. So good. Anyways, need to bring those back. Wow. And also the cinnamon ones. Wow, this is really taking a turn. Anyways, getting into this story. 15 GOP senators signaled opposing Lindsey Graham's abortion bill. Before we even get into this, First of all, I call bullshit. No, I call... I, I was going to say grain of salt. I don't trust these hoes, especially the no, first name on this list. Loyal. The first name on this list of the 15 GOP senators that are opposed apparently signaling opposition. Don't trust mm. you. Mm. Don't trust you. So yeah, and we'll, we'll get to that list in a sec, but. Yeah. And this, maybe all of these comments are just to alleviate any bad press before the election around abortions mm-hmm. since they already know that's mobilizing people against them but anyways tell, tell them about the story so lindsey graham senator from south carolina proposed legislation to ban abortions after 15 weeks on a national level it is cleaved the republican party less than two months out from a high stakes midterm election season at least 15 GOP lawmakers have signaled opposition to the legislation, with a majority saying that abortion decisions should be handled on the state and local level rather than through federal law. Democrats have been boosted at the ballot box by the Supreme Court's decision in June to overturn Roe v. Wade and the constitutional right to abortion. Graham on Sunday defended the legislation, which only carves out exceptions in the cases of rape, incest, or to save the mother's life, despite the splintering it caused within his party said, I am confident the American people would accept a national ban on abortion at 15 weeks. What, what reality? What reality, what reality do you live? Literally. So he told that to Fox News Sunday anchor the Fox Shannon News Bream. reality. Yeah, that's, that's a fair point. And to those that suggest that being pro-life is losing politics, I reject that. Here are the GOP senators who have spoken out against Graham's bill. So... Again, grain of salt. I don't. We don't trust these hoes at all. There is. This is. This is political theater. If anything. No, this is giving like Amy Coney Barrett in her Senate confirmation hearing saying that she, you know, wouldn't vote to overturn Roe. Same with fucking Brett Kavanaugh. Just like it's giving that. It's also giving like when Mitch McConnell spoke out against the January sixth insurrection and was like, "This is Mm -hmm. bad," and then ends up flip-flopping and like just not addressing the problem but yeah so i don't trust these hoes but who are they who are mitch these mcconnell hoes? also known as the gobbler cockblock mcconnell or the grim reaper so mm-hmm. look, you got a variety pack in terms of nicknames regardless he's on the list john thune of south dakota roger wicker of mississippi mike rounds south dakota ron johnson wisconsin lisa murkowski alaska I feel like I'm like reading a pageant list. <laughs> Susan Collins, Maine. Pat Toomey, Pennsylvania. Roy Blunt, Missouri. Jerry Moran, Kansas. Rand Paul, Kentucky. John Cornyn, Texas. Rob Portman, Ohio. Bill Casty, Louisiana. Shelley Moore Capito, West Virginia. I also need to make a very important point because I know someone's going to point it out, and it's just an important point. So that was a really long way of saying that there are a few Republicans on this list that are retiring slash not running for re-election. So. So that, you know. That is like 
oh, make we're some of these names it. irrelevant. Right. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it's like, even even if you're like, see, there's 15 and they, they might mean it. Like, say you're even in the camp of, you, you believe it for whatever reason. God bless you. It's not even 15 because some of these people wouldn't even be in office to vote against this ban. Yeah. I just, this is like so interesting to me. So all of these people pretty much had like the same statement about it. They basically said that like they believe it should be up to the states. So that's like the signal that this article is pulling from that they would oppose Lindsey Graham's abortion bill. But again, this just definitely feels like a scapegoat before this election because they're seeing that the pro-life rhetoric is not working in the polls at least again we'll, we'll see what actually happens at the election but i'm just also so curious about this strategy from lindsey graham was he on his mm. own did he address everyone and say i'm gonna do this and everyone was like i don't think you should and then he did it anyways like who like i'm just really curious how this went about because like obviously this bill had absolutely no shot of passing he did it as a political stunt but like 15 Republican senators ended up like being like I don't think this was a good idea I'm just so curious like why he decided to pull the trigger on this you know no I I totally agree and like the timing I mean it's throwing a bones to the Dems which granted by all means keep throwing them our way like you know what I mean yeah but it's just but that just like was what raises the questions I'm like you know this is throwing a bone so okay here i have a conspiracy theory and this is half baked in my brain so i'm hoping that it comes out actually in making any sort of sense okay so lindsey graham used to be known as like kind of this like definitely a high profile republican not quite a john mccain but bffs with john mccain like kind of quote unquote, not even middle of the road but like an old school traditional you know, yeah yeah and then Trump came along and he ended up, to a lot of people's surprise, like buddying up with Trump to like this point where it was like, okay, has anyone seen Lindsey Graham recently? <laughs> I remember his commentary being like, if John McCain were around, like he would say, well, you're playing politics well, something along those lines. And I was always like, huh, it's so odd. Because at the same time, you know, you then you have to wonder, okay, well then like what are the dynamics of like him and Trump and like that whole camp and like there is such a clear like distinction I feel like with Trump of like people he's been able to keep relationships with and the majority that he's not like he cycles through them and cycles through people and that consistency because he has this very odd sense of loyalty anyways long story short I almost wonder if he has like a distinct distaste for like the Trump camp and his some of his Trumpian colleagues and in a way he's trying to like get some of these people out of office like he's trying to be like hey throw the bone Hmm. throw like the voting into like I don't think look I don't think the guy wants dem policies I don't think he wants a dem majority yada yada but I could see for other policy initiatives of his it being beneficial for them to jump Trump and by getting some of these other people into office that might help that just a thought wow i think it's again conspiracy theory one that has gone through my brain 
that the look, wheels the Sam have been turning. <laughs> it ha- they have. The Sam original. Could- <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's true. It's like that kind of. It is weird. Like all of this is weird. Yeah. The way that they've been behaving. It's like, yeah, I don't know what the like the answer is of why they're acting the way they are when it's not expected to work for them. Yeah, it's really. It it can have you yes you, staying up at night you know just racking your brain of like what how who what when where why like are you doing right this? and wait so. one more thought to that too is if there was a time where I would have put money on them coming out with being like no like it's not it's no longer about the states like national abortion ban I would have expected that announcement like right after Roe was overturned and then been like. It just almost been in like unison, like all together. Well, well, Mitch McConnell did say that after Roe was overturned. Mm, good point. Like good he point. literally threatened a national abortion ban, and then now he's posing it. I'm like, I, so just just don't trust these hoes. Like, period. Don't trust these hoes. The and, remix. And again, like literally, we had Supreme Court justices like literally lying in their Senate confirmation hearings about overturning Roe. Like, do not sleep on any of this shit. And, like, I think that their game plan is usually to, like, not threaten people so that, you know, people don't act on it, don't vote, don't turn out. And, you know, I think this is part of their, like, long game strategy. And it's like they've literally done it before where they, like, lie and Mm -hmm. say they're not going to do something and they end up doing it. So um, just don't trust them. And I think if anything, like, expect them to to try and pass this once they get the power their power back or if hopefully they don't you know what i just thought of and this could be a thing and we're just not aware of it but like i kind of would love to see like a body language specialist like any of these hearings for like supreme court justice nominees in the future i think we just need to to get a lie detector test and these the prom- not yeah. at the hearings, but also just like all these but all I, these senators. The, like I feel like some of these people, like it's so obvious that they're lying. Like, I don't know what trauma has informed that for me, but like you hear them speak and I go, liar. They're oh, just trying to confuse people. I, don't know. I think it's intentional. Yeah, oh for sure. Uh, I think it's super intentional. Um, and people they don't want you to feel too threatened because they don't want you to mobilize. So but you know just what? What? Speaking of mobilizing, I just got a text about being National Voter Registration Week, which it is. Mm-hmm. And today, sure is. tomorrow, when this episode is live, make sure you are registered to vote. But more than anything, make sure your friends and your fam are registered to vote so you can always go check that bad boy at girlinthegov.com slash vote. Post about it, link to it, and point people our way if they have any questions. But yeah. Those are those are by the way all your top stories. Before we go, we have an announcement, and so. it's along the same lines. You know, it's um, mm-hmm. we're just continuing this advocacy train around the midterm elections, around electoral politics, and here we are with another here action item are. for you all. Yes. So this civic engagement advocacy train. We are all aboard, and we are all aboard with a giving circle with the States Project. So if you guys remember, we had Melissa Walker on from the States Project this winter talking all about the work at States Project. So you're going to want to circle back, refresh on that, and then you're going to want to join our giving circle as well as, of course, 
give a few dollars, share it with some friends. The goal of this particular fundraiser is to really raise money for state races. And when we mean state races, we don't just mean every state race. We mean state races that have the potential to elect majority-making candidates. So they have identified particular states, particular races, where fundraising can really make the most difference to also refresh state races are traditionally underfunded, especially on the Dem side. So they really not only need the help, but these races, the money that's needed for these races, it is a lot less expensive to fund and to win than it is for some of these national races. As we always say, state politics are incredibly important. They are the incubators of policy that ends up in other states. They also are the incubators for policy that ends up happening at the national level. And And of course... Oh, it's the GOP's like entire strategy politically is power in the states and they have that. And so the states project really works to dismantle that foundational power in states that they have harnessed for themselves over decades. So this is really, really, really important work. Amen to that. So let's beat them at their own game. Join our giving circle of course, donate what you can, what you're comfortable with. We will also say this fun fact, if we hit, and when we hit 25% of our fundraising goal, which is currently $6,000, we will be able to select the state in which we dedicate these funds for. Right now, we are picking between Nebraska, New Hampshire, and Maine. So help us pick. Let us know in, you know, the comments on our reel. Let us know in DMs which state we should focus on. Obviously, we love all three, but we have to make a decision. So let us know which we should pick. And of course, share the giving circle with your network, with your friends, with your family, everyone you know. This is a great way to help really key races and help protect abortion rights, voting rights, all the things. So that's our uh, stump announcement and we will be talking to you tomorrow for our main episode of the week we'll be speaking to drumroll the team at the pov so we have two amazing women that are speaking with us on all things abortion care abortion types like this entire category it is such a good conversation it's literally like a fun appointment at the obgyn like we're providing that to you it's amazing. And their services are amazing. And we could not be bigger fans. You guys are going to really pop love this smear. True. True, true, true. <laughs> so true, actually, true. like, fun. <laughs> yeah. um, also, this is going to be such a good episode for you guys to share with all of your friends. It's one to, like, also save. Because I mm-hmm. feel like I go to – I might go to a doctor's appointment. I get the info. And then it's in one ear and out the other. And this is a great, like a lot of those questions that sometimes you ask and then you get the answers and you forget, like they're in this episode. So I think it's a good one to not only download, to flag, to share, but to like always go back to. And if you guys have more follow-up questions on the topics on that episode, obviously let us know. We are happy to do a part two. Yes. So tune in tomorrow. Thank you for listening and chat soon. Toodles. Hey guys, popping in with a reminder to sign up for the GovHub newsletter. This weekly pop of politics is designed to share action items, resources, and quick links to civic engagement tools and topics directly to your inbox. 
Save it, share it, and sign up for a pinch of productive politics today by going to girlinthegov.com or visiting this episode's description.